This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. Just to clarify, like, you weren't roughing people up, like, in No, the I wasn't doing any like gangster that. shit. I was just reaping the reward of their gangster shit. <laughs> it was like, Tom, you're going to do that to me? And she was like, he's like, you were hitting him. Yeah, what, you, what is he supposed to do? So I'm I, not getting beat up because you decided to hit Kenny. He's crazy. I may or may not be listed as a pirate by the Chinese government. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. Hey guys, welcome back to another week And Now That I'm Older, a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time. Now, I know you're noticing that there's no intro story this week, and I said it would be back this week. I forgot this week is Thanksgiving, so instead of doing an intro story and talking about something from my past, I figured I would just say thank you. Thank you to everybody who's sitting out there right now and listening to the podcast in their car on their way to Thanksgiving dinner, knowing that you're going to have to fight with relatives that you don't like, knowing that you're going to have to eat that weird casserole that your aunt always makes, knowing good and well that the kids are going to tip something over and before long you're just going to want to get the fuck out of there thank you thank you to everybody who listens to the show every single week thank you to everybody who shares our stuff on twitter to the people who share our stuff on instagram you guys make now that i'm older what it is so i just wanted to say that say thank you to you guys obviously i have to let you know where to find the show you can find us at now that i'm older.com facebook google play stitcher and itunes please rate review and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online because that helps us out a lot you can also find us on twitter gmail and instagram but it's at ntio pod and if you'd like to support the show you can go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older. And if you give to us, we're going to give right back to you. Thank you guys so much. And with all that being said, here are some of our favorite clips from the last year. Hey buddy, I'm not paying you to hear your thoughts on life. I'm paying you to sing. Well, I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say. I may or may not be on the Chinese no-fly list. Why would you be on the no-fly list for China? Why would the entire Chinese government have you on the no-fly list? I may or may not be listed as a pirate by the Chinese government. Are we talking like Johnny Depp kind of pirate with like braids and shit? Like a, I guess. Like magic and smuggler. More like a Han Solo type pirate, I think. So you shot first sort of thing? Oh, I would definitely shoot first. That's not <laughs> a question. I mean, if I think you're going to shoot me, I'm going to shoot you that second. As soon as I figure it out, I'm like, hey, pow. I don't, I don't, gonna, before I even finish the statement in my head, you're shot. Hey, bam. <laughs> this goes back to us being better villains than anybody else. But anyway, why would the entire government have you on the no-fly list? Because well, there's just one government. <laughs> it's like this faction of the government is China. There's just one big thing. It's all there is. Um, well, because I – um. I engage in buying products. That what, what sort of products are you engaging in buying? I'd rather, um, um, <laughs> let's just go with, um, uh, no, 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 no. Now that I'm mm. older is a show where we talk about how getting older sucks and can be awesome at the same time. What about you has made you a pirate? You can't just give the audience that I'm buying and I've selling I've bought things. some things from China. You've got a guy in China who ships you things. That's a company. 
It's a company. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, they actually now they they bought a small company in uh, South Carolina. So you're technically buying something from a Chinese? No, no, I'm buying from 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 a South Carolinian company, so they don't have to sell anything to me because they'll get in trouble if they sell it to me. <laughs> they sell it to the South Carolinian company that we put over there, so it's not too close to Atlanta. <laughs> so this Chinese company has a front set on South Carolina. Look, man, for their tungsten is kind of hard to get sometimes. Okay, tungsten. Yeah, that tungsten. It's hard what to pronounce. F- okay, <laughs> no, it's not tungsten. 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 It's hard to pronounce. It's not hard to pronounce if it's, you got regular, like, normal grown-up lips and shit. Like, I don't know what's wrong out, with you. It's hard to get out of China. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you had to run from China, from the no, entire Chinese government? They're way the fuck away. That's not, <laughs> not really a problem. So, how do I you think know? I just exist as a number to them. It's just it's a thing. So, you're on the no-fly list in China. You're apparently some sort of international smuggler apparently. who would have shot first. Um, and you're giving the audience no reason why mm. you're mm. known as a pirate. Um, I'm not going to put any details out there if I am a pirate, apparently. I didn't really know I was going into a pirate. You get in a lot of trouble in the deep web. Let's just let's just say the deep web is the place you can get into a lot of trouble if you're uh, uh, known for being curious and uh, bold. Okay, so we're we're skipping over the fact that you're a pirate for a moment. We're getting into your deep web searchings. That's how I bought the tongue. I mean, no, <laughs> nothing. The tungsten. <laughs> so you've bought tungsten. Yeah, um, it's like harder than steel. Right. What yeah. are you What are you planning on using it for? Mm. Uh, that's not an answer, Kenny. It's for the podcast. Kenny tells me he says, "Listen, I want to tell the story about the fact that I'm a pirate from China." <laughs> And I'm expecting that's the him part to give you're not going to talk about. There's certain things. When you're a pirate, you have to hold some secrets close to your chest. That's bullshit, dude. Pirates mm. rode around in ships with flags flying above their ships to say, they hey, motherfucker, this is a pirate you where ship. they buried their treasure. It was a secret map. No, not usually. It was usually on the ship somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like the pirate had it on him or some yeah, shit. Yeah, so, so nobody knew where it was. Because, dude, that goes back to being a better villain than most of the villains. First off, that shit needs to be in a safety deposit box in France or something. Mm. Mm. You're not going to give any details to the audience. You're not going to tell people why you're a pirate. You're not going to tell them what you're shipping other than tungsten. I would like to remain a pirate only in China. Only in China. <laughs> so because you're buying from this uh, South Carolina The NSA, front, you just need to go ahead and tune out on this story. I, I think the best way to get the NSA to pay attention is to tell them not to pay attention. I think that's the best way to get their attention. <laughs> we get like five more listeners this way. <laughs> All from the NSA, and then suddenly they kick in your Turns door. Turns out all this did was buy some tungsten tip and pliers for its orthodontic practice. Son of a bitch. You got us to listen to all those podcasts over some pliers? Asshole. That's not what I bought, though. It's much more mysterious and interesting than that. So if you were to have bought pliers made of tungsten from somewhere in China. Why the fuck would that be a problem? I don't know. It's the other company's problem. I, like I said, it's not really me. That's the, it's just interesting. The company is the one who's in trouble with their Chinese government. So they're known as pirates and by extension, no, they're selling to me. Who's? I think it's a language barrier. It's really funny when I communicate with them because it's always like, Hey, great friend. Thank you for buying great product. Oh, is it like in email <laughs> the, form? The translations of it. Yeah, it's all about through the internet. Yeah. No, I'm not flying to China. I mean, like, it's like an episode of Indiana Jones where I'm coming <laughs> off the plane. And like, <laughs> with like bowing fucking, to somebody. I got some little young Asian kid with me for no fucking reason. <laughs> He's like, Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones. 
I think it'd be Mr. Baldwin. You call him Dr. Jones. <laughs> Mr. Baldwin? Mr. Baldwin? You call him Dr. Baldwin, broad. Um, I don't know that you'd be known as Dr. Baldwin because you're not a doctor of anything. It's whatever. You don't know. You don't know, dude. You're not a doctor of anything. I actually have a doctorate. In what? Being a pimp. <sighs> call me Dr. Love. No one's calling you Dr. Love. They I'm call me Dr. Love all the time. They call me a space cowboy. Call me the gangster. Love. All right, dude, that's it. We're drifting. We're drifting. We're drifting. We're done. Sheriff, this is no time to panic. This is the perfect time to panic. Can you stop being mean to me? No. Okay. Stop being mean to me right now. No. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever had a date that went really well and then you just decided never to call the girl again? Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it was like just a weird coincidence or whatever, but the date went okay. And I just never really talked to her again. I don't know if it was just a mutual, neither person picked up the phone or we both wanted the other person to pick up the phone first. But that person's mutual friends with a lot of people I know on Facebook. <laughs> and like, when, if she'll comment on like a con- on a post, I'll I'll not comment on that post. See, because you don't want it to be weird. Basically, right. you're trying to avoid things being weird. Have you ever had someone that you went out on a date with, like where they were super into it afterwards, and you totally weren't, and were like, "Yeah, you need to stop contacting me, please." Yeah, totally. Awesome. Those are good details. <laughs> Thanks. This is really good radio. Sorry. So, you asked me to tell a story. You said yes Any or additional no. details about this? Uh, Were there you any? Let me can you tell? Weekly. You ever had this happen? Yes, I have. <laughs> you should Kenny, Kenny, let me go ahead and just ask you. Do you think Are this you is not going to comment on your, your bad dates? Do you think this is a deposition or do you think it's a podcast? I don't know because you brought up the first topic and you offered nothing in return. Well, because I'm interviewing you about it right now, sir. Well, I don't feel like this is supposed to be an interview show. <laughs> We're co-hosts, not fucking interviewees. I have had um, a date where it was pretty obvious about 10 minutes into the date. Uh, it's a girl I met through uh, AOL and shit like that. And it's probably... About 10 minutes into the date, I realized that she was just here to get food. The, <laughs> like, the AOL days were fucking... It was dark days for ooh. dating, dude. It was before there was any oh, sort was of dating good, apps. There was bad. There was It was a weird bag of, of weirdness. It was where catfishing originally came from because you'd get a picture of a chick who was like 45 pounds and 15 years ago. Like I hooked up with a couple of girls while I was on the run. Using the computer over at David's house. <laughs> <laughs> so while you're on the lamb, you're actually hooking up with girls. I had nothing else to do during the day. I couldn't go. I wasn't working. So you're just shit talking with girls yeah, on the internet. Making and stuff up shit like that. on the internet to try to sound like some guy whose dick they'd want to suck. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of the, the wild west when it came and to it, online dating. The, the surprising part was how often it worked. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was the Wild West. Like, nobody, everybody was like, oh, no, it couldn't be anybody, like, trying to catfish me because none of us knew what fucking catfishing was. We just assumed that whoever was over there, whatever they were saying was exactly what was really happening. Did you buy the girl food or did you dump her before? Well, no, we went out. We got food. We went to a movie. And legit, at the end of it, she was like, all right, bye. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck happened? And the fucked up part was... Legit, she went out with me for food, but she was also hanging out so she could get closer to another friend of ours whose name was Matt. He was a drummer for a band, and she knew Matt and was lit- legitimately went out with me so that she could go to a house party that was going on afterwards that Matt was going to be at. And a week later, he shows up and he's dating her. And I'm like, well, this is <laughs> fucked up, dude. What the fuck happened here? Let's start calling you Stepping Stone. Yeah. Well, Stepping Stone Shane. Yeah. Well, <laughs> friend zone and shit. So, um, You've had the date where you, where a girl was totally into it and you were like, no, I don't, I don't ever want to talk to you again and shit like that. Uh, I'm sure I have. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did in high school. 
I had a couple of girls like that in high school, and yeah. girls get very clingy. Like I always say, the, the volume well, gets turned up on everything thing. in high school. It was just one of those things where somebody tried to set me up. It was a girl from another high school, and like the date was a soccer game. I don't like That's soccer. That's a terrible fucking date. <laughs> yeah, That's the worst well, date ever. Our friend Catherine McGee set me up with her. It was her friend. And like the girl was just. Catherine does not have good taste at no. all. Catherine's no. also the friend. If you guys want a, a, just a snapshot of our friend Catherine, Kenny was smoking cigarettes one time over at, at a house party we were all a part of. And Catherine grabbed him from Kenny, put him in the sink, and then turned the water on. Yes, I was super thrilled. And he was fucking furious with her at the time because back then a pack of cigarettes was like. Bitch, I can't buy cigarettes for another week. I ain't got no money. <laughs> but cigarettes were expensive. They were a luxury. And then another time we were at a party at uh, old Telvis and David's house. Right. And uh, she was dating a friend of ours from high school. It's a guy named Tom. Played, okay. Played saxophone. All right. Saxophone cool, Tom. He was a cool kid. He had glasses. You'd recognize him if you saw him. Well, I mean, he played saxophone. He obviously had to be cool. Well, there were some other cool saxophone players, too. <laughs> we won't go too far into that. But anyway. So, so we're over there and. And she's, uh, I don't remember what I'm doing. I think I was saying goddamn, which was pissing her off because, you know, she. Yeah, because she was anal about that. Anal about everything. Anything that you could be anal about, she would be just for the fact that she could be anal. She wasn't religious. No, she was just (laughs) one of those friends that just found. She was. If she had a nickname back then, it would have been the outrage community because she was. She was the outrage (laughs) community. She is what what is currently called Karen. Yeah, she's. On the internet. Yeah, she's the Karen. She's. Goddamn it, Karen. So. She kept hitting me in the arm every time I would say this. So eventually I got tired of it and I saw somebody had a saucer, a plate. Yeah. Or somebody had probably were doing cocaine off of it. But it was a dark time back then. We had regular people over, so nobody's having cocaine out. <laughs> so the plate was available. So, <laughs> so I grabbed the plate and she wasn't looking. She was just hitting me in the arm, kept hitting me in the arm without looking. So I just took the plate and put it on my arm. <laughs> And said, God damn again. With the little ridges, yeah, with the ridges pointing toward her. And said, God damn again. She went to hit me in the arm and punched the plate and hurt her hand. And she told, and her boyfriend was right there. She was like, Tom, are you going to do that to me? And she was like, he's like, you were hitting him. Yeah. What what is he supposed to do? So I'm not getting beat up because you decided to hit Kenny. He's crazy. So how was that a bad date though? How did that relate to the date? That had nothing to do with the date. You brought up a snapshot of Catherine. That was an experience I have with Catherine. Okay. So she tried to hook you up with a girl at a soccer game. And I'm guessing soccer game girl. She went to McEachern. So I drove out to McEachern and this girl, she was cute. But she just, I don't know. There was no chemistry There at all. was no chemistry. There's whatsoever. nothing at all with her. And as soon as you start talking to her, you're like, I, I, I don't like you. It's like talking to a wall. It, there's there's more than one time I went on more than one date. And in fact, I dated a couple of girls that were like. They, well, you they dated kept, one girl just so you could get some free drums. I, <laughs> I didn't date her to get free drums, okay? <laughs> she was the first girl I dated after a long-term relationship. And she wanted to buy me drums. I did not ask her for drums. Uh-huh. She wanted to buy them for me. So she did. And whether scumbag. they were cursed, whether they were cursed, I'm just not a scumbag asshole. Who was the one who was banging the girl's um, scumbag Shane? No, who was the guy who was banging the uh, the niece or whatever of the fucking girl he was living with while he was living there? Was that Shane? No, I think that was scumbag Kenny. I was pleasing two women at once. You weren't pleasing two women at once. You were going behind the woman's back. No, we were already broke up. We were broke up. You were going behind. We were on a break. <laughs> Look, Ross, you weren't on a break. No, you we were, were living up. in her house. I was living in her house until my apartment was ready, which was moving into Ray's. Ray That's was taking not, forever to get the room ready. That's not a good excuse to bang someone else while you're still living oh, in her house, sir. Cry me a fucking river. That's just not a good excuse. Well, I've had a couple of different experiences where it was like I regret um, nothing. <laughs> 
<laughs> where it was like, you know what? Um, I like as soon as I met the girl, it was like, this is never, ever, ever going to work out. And more than once, it just didn't take. Like you would tell a girl that you didn't want to be with her or you didn't want to talk to her anymore, and she'd still call for like a week. And as guys, it's always kind of shitty because when you stop taking the phone calls and stuff like that, suddenly you're the asshole and you're like, but I told you I didn't want to date you. Right. Well, there's a Phoenix woman who's facing numerous charges after she oh, allegedly. Oh, I saw this crazy bitch. Yep. After she allegedly sent 65,000 text messages. Dude, did you see the interview? Yeah. Oh, she's out there. Oh, yeah. She's way out there. She starts talking about black holes and shit about why she's in love with it. And she like. Not using it as a metaphor. <laughs> no, Jacqueline uh, Aids or Adis or whatever her name is on May or May eighth was charged with her threatening, stalking, harassment, and failure to appear in court. Apparently, she even forgot to show up for court because she's so in love with this guy. She says, "I felt like I met my soulmate, and I thought we would just do what everybody else did, and we'd get married, and everything would be fine." One date. Yeah, one date. Met this guy on a website uh, like Luxie or whatever. It's an online dating site for verified millionaires. So she was like, dude, I'm about to cash in with this motherfucker. So I'm willing to bet what happened was she went home that night, had a couple glasses of wine. We're like, dude, I'm about to fucking marry this dude. We're going to be riding in helicopters and shit. We're going to be going to imagination land. It's going to be fucking great. And this dude apparently had no idea that this was going on. So she sends him a couple text messages. And those couple text messages become 10,000 text messages. At one point, I do believe she told him she wanted to wear his skin. Um, Some of the the greatest hits were, I hope you die, you rotten, filthy Jew. I'm like the the new Hitler. The man was a genius. Oh, what I would do with your blood. I want to bathe in it. Now, I don't know about you. I've been on some bad dates. When they arrested her, she had a butcher knife in in her car. I've been on some really bad dates. Um, I've, I've been on dates that made me want to punch a wall. I've been on dates that made me want to grab, you know, a puppy up and just like shake it, not kick it or anything like that. But I've been on dates that were really fucking you better bad. watch it with your animal abuse. History. I'm not, I'm not anim- animal abusing. I've never been on a date that inspired me to immediately the next day send 500 text messages to the person. And obviously I dated back before text messages were a thing, but how the fuck do you have time to send 500 text messages to anyone? Dude, I don't know. That's a lot of finger typing. That's 500 messages a day last year. But she was trying to, she, she honestly like was sending this guy messages every single day. He's blocked her number. So he's not getting the messages and shit like that, but she's still sending them and shit like that. Well, last month she apparently broke into his house and was taking a bath in his bathtub. Police say she also showed up as work pretending to be his wife. This is one of those fucking nine and a half weeks sort of things. Dude, she's going to kill him. Exactly, dude. This is going to be one of those fucking. And then the man showed up at his house and she was there with a knife. Dude, she's going to boil his rabbit. Dude, it's one of those fucking her overarching thing. When they asked her, why did you send so many text messages? Why did you do all this shit? She said, love and is excess- love is an excessive thing. And I'm like, no, you're just a fucking crazy. That's penis. what she started talking about. The speed of light and all this other crazy and black shit. holes and, and how black this was holes. her soulmate. And she was going to fucking like, live with this. How guy you could go and- over a hundred percent, maybe 150 and it's still a legit statement, which it's not. <laughs> Shut up, dude. hundred, 150% is a perfect certainty. Okay. Shut your mouth. God damn. No, it's not a perfect certainty would be 100. <laughs> No, 150 means that no. you're giving an extra. You're no, going. That, people say that, but it's stupid. Dude, it's I'm just a, like what they say apples to oranges. Why can't you just grab fruit? I'm a habitual line stepper, sir. And I'm going I above 100 that. And you can't go over 100%. I'm going, I'm going to 100%. 100% is the speed of light. You can't do it. This is not Star Wars. I'm giving. 
time and a half. Nope. Okay. I'm giving effort and a half. You can't do 150%. Oh, I can't, real. sir. You can't because you can't give the that much effort. The laws of physics and our universe don't allow for it. I'm sorry. I have made But it still laws. doesn't make it okay to send 500 text messages to anybody. How That's do you weird. have time to go to work? Okay. One of the, when a girl and I that I was dating, um, the girl who bought me the drums, coincidentally, um, at one point I told you about it. She took a shower in my bathroom and just, she told me that she turned all the lights <laughs> off. <laughs> turned, <laughs> I remember the story. Turned all the hot water up as hot as she could make it. Barely turned on any cold water. And she goes, I know that when you take a shower, you don't like for the water to be too hot. So I made it hot and it scalded my skin. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> I made a terrible mistake, dude. <laughs> when they start carving their name into, and I, you know, I'm the opposite of this lady because the number one complaint I get from people I date is that I don't call, I don't text. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought you would just know that I wanted to go out again and show Same up. Same story as yesterday. What do you want to hear? Well, the only time that you really call is when you're bored. That's literally the only time that I get a phone Traffic's call. Traffic's bad. If you know you're going to be in traffic for like 45 minutes to an hour. I'll get a call from Kenny and we'll talk about all kinds of shit. It's usually because I'm in a dead zone <laughs> and I can't get uh, my, my streaming music to work. <laughs> well, the streaming music thing's not a perfect plan, is it? So Very rarely does it happen. So you've never had a girl that went this crazy after you and you and her. Oh no, party. I had crazy. Remember four twenty party? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about after social media and shit oh, like just that, where one, she's like, just date? blown you the fuck up like that. Like one date where she went the fuck went absolutely crazy afterwards. Uh, no, I've had a couple get really mad after I let them give me a blowjob and I didn't talk to them anymore. That just makes you an asshole. I had one. Uh, I did. Hey, don't play the game. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. <laughs> That's so fucking whatever. Like you never tried to get shitty. Shitty. Like you never tried. To, all right. So a girl's not good enough looking to like hook up with, but she's always good enough looking for a blowjob. I would never treat a woman like that in the Me Too era. Whatever. I've had plenty of chicks that tried to get me to eat them out, and they had no intention to let me stick it. I would never. Treat I understand. A woman like I that. never got pissed off about it. I didn't fall for it. I would never really treat not. a woman like that because I respect women. Okay, whatever. <laughs> You're like 21 years old. You do what you got to do. No, you definitely do what you got to do. They're doing I, what they got to do. You do what you got to do. I definitely had more than one moment where it was like, no, no, we are not having sex whatsoever. Now, if you choose to go down, that's on you, and I'm okay with that. Um, I you have say, had uh, to say the qualifications are totally different. <laughs> I've had girls that freaked out after we broke up and shit like that. I've had girls that, um, that it became a situation where it was like, you gotta go. Like, no, you usually, usually I'm getting my shit thrown out of the, like, that's what happened before I'm doing right. <laughs> well, you told us about your shit getting thrown out on the, yeah, uh, I think on the lawn. Yeah. I've never really had a, a breakup that was that ridiculous. I mean, I've had breakups where like it, it just, it didn't take where you had to keep on telling the I've girl. Plenty like, of those too. Yeah. It was like, um, you, you can't come back here. You're not allowed back here at my house. We, we broke up. No, I want to come in there and talk to you. No. no, that's not how breaking up works. When I break up with you, I don't want to talk to you anymore. You need to get the fuck out. And then we would end up talking for 45 minutes on my doorstep. And I'm like, how the fuck did you do this? You need to get the fuck out of here. See, that's because you fall for that shit. No, it's not that I fall for that shit. I'm a nice person, Kenny. You're just not a nice person. You're not a nice person if you're just playing up to their need that you have no intention of fulfilling. No. I had this one girl I tried to date. She was a stripper. He was just and, trying to get some more drums. Well, she, no, she came over to my house to hang out and shit like that. And I went to the restroom and she was sitting out in the living room with Paul. And when I come back out, um, this was like the second time we'd ever been out. And when I come back out of the bathroom, Paul gets up and walks off and she looks over at me and goes, Oh my God, 
your roommate just totally hit on me. I was like, okay. Paul's kind of a scumbag. That's just what he does. I mean, did, did it offend you or anything like that? She goes, you're not going to go say anything to him? I was like, um, I, I didn't think we were engaged or anything like that. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, he, he's an asshole who always, and like, she lost her fucking mind on me. And like for the next three days, she would call me and bitch me out that the, uh, I wasn't more outraged that her roommate or that my roommate had hit on her. And I was like, babe, I literally just met you like two dates ago. Okay. I don't even I mean, know you. You probably should have whooped his ass. Up. I shouldn't whoop his ass. He was paying rent, dude. She didn't even go down or anything. There was nothing happening oh, between you her and her I. No. She was a girl that I'd gone out with twice. We met on the internet. We were going out with. We were still, still doing the courting. Still pretty underhanded of her trying to hit on her. Oh, dude. He fucking hit on Nikki, too. And she told me about it later. And I was like, Paul, you can't hit on my, my girl, dude. That, that's not cool. Like, at this point, I actually like her, so you can't hit on her. And uh, she looked Shane at me and was, goes, no. She was uh, way too cool about the whole situation. I'm with her. You, you pussed out. I didn't puss out, dude. I, he paid rent. I, I didn't get shit from her. Nothing. She was a crazy chick. It was fucking bipolar. Like one day she was on top of the it's world. It's not about I, the girl. That's what you don't understand. That's how, why he took advantage of you for so long. That's why you don't get it. What about the girl? It's about you. He should be hitting on a girl that you had over there. No, he should have been hitting on a girl. I didn't get told about all this shit until like two years afterwards. That's why he's a criminal. See, at the time when she told me, I didn't. Yeah, he is a criminal locked up in jail for fucking. What was he? Uh, manufacturing because he's making dabs making dabs at his house you know where there could be an explosion but there was a child there that's fine I wonder if it's his kid or a stepkid probably a stepkid because I bet his sperm's all fucked up <laughs> it's like steering itself away <laughs> from the egg can't it's see the egg is because it's cross-eyed <laughs> <laughs> our, our friend Paul is cross-eyed by the way and kind of a hunchback Dude, he's a terrible, like, he told, uh, when my wife told me about it, she didn't tell me about it that night, or like, right when it happened, she told me about it that night, and she goes, no, no, you have nothing to worry about. I threw Paul out of my house after he tried to hook up with Carissa, and he looked at Ray like Ray was going to stop it because they all were in a band together, (laughs) and Ray was like, no, he pays rent here, you have to go. Now you see why I told that chick that, like, okay, Paul's an asshole, that's just what he does. Like, at the time, I didn't think, like, he was actually hitting on her, like, he was going to fuck her, I thought it was just like flirting or some shit like that but Ray, he paid rent i wasn't fucking ray's girlfriend <laughs> or he trying to fuck ray's girlfriend he wasn't trying to fuck my girlfriend he was just flirting with her at least that's what i thought at the time now later on i found out that he was actively like, trying to fuck every girl tried, i brought yes, over correct you pussy ass well i didn't find that out until like because you were looking the other way on purpose because you didn't want to have conflict with somebody you live with Take notes, Christopher. <laughs> this isn't about me, sir. Okay? This isn't about me. It was about you. You tried to make it not about you, and that's how you got taken advantage of. I feel like there was a win-win-win situation. I just couldn't find it. It was good having him cooking, though. <laughs> cooking is a bitch. I don't like cooking. I'm good at it, and I don't really like doing it. I like cooking. I just don't like the time it takes. If I could take I like every cooking recipe, when I'm in the mood, but I hate when I come home and I'm tired from work and I'm like, ah, cooking's not nearly this cool right now. That's when you wish you Shut had up, the Gordon fucking Ramsey. That's when you wish you had the fucking magic lamp and shit. You could be like, I wish I had a steak that was medium rare and mashed potatoes. The food replicators would be my number one thing for Star Trek. I wish was real. They just go to it and tell it what it wants and it just replicates. How did we go from? Me being uh, not assertive enough. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. God damn it. Whatever, cook. Dude, I swear to God, I'm going to come across this table and slap you in the face, dude. <laughs> Dear tiny infant Jesus. Hey, um, you know, sweetie, Jesus did grow up. You don't always have to call him baby. 
bit odd and off-putting to pray to a baby. Well, look, I like the Christmas Jesus best, and I'm saying grace. When you say grace, you can say it to grown-up Jesus or teenage Jesus or bearded Jesus or whoever you want. <laughs> no way I could have prevented you from using the old file. Are you on a new file now? I'm on a new file, and I'm already recording. Okay, good. Good, good. Did you, did you check your input levels? Uh, the input levels are great. <laughs> good, good. The input levels – it actually looks like the input levels jumped up from where they were. Type you out a checklist. <laughs> type you out a shut your mouth list. <laughs> All right. So what were we talking – let's start this again. <laughs> Since we lost the other half of it, and now our flow's all going to be fucked up. All right. So earlier, me and Kenny sat down and watched a comedian named Burt Kreischer, and he told the story about being the machine and basically joining the Russian mob while he was in Russia on a college field trip. And Kenny looks over at me while I'm watching this, and he goes, you know, this reminds me a lot of some of the stuff that I went through with some of my friends from back in the day. Like 2003-ish. Yeah. 2004-ish, maybe. This is way before the podcast. But during this time, I would only see Kenny for like, you know, a month. No, it was later than 2004. No, it has to be later than that. It was like 2012-ish. Yeah, somewhere in there. Because it was before we did the movie together. But like during this time period, I would only see Kenny for like maybe once a month or so. But I'd talk to him all the time. And he would call me super late at night, like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning on a Friday or it Saturday. It was before we got real serious on working on the movie. We were, like, still in the writing process. Exactly. But he would call me at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday and be like, Shane, what are you doing? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm about to go to bed. What are you doing? I'm hanging out, man. You should come out and hang out with us. And I'm like, no, no, I don't think I'll be doing that. I think I'm going to go to bed. Nobody with a wife should have been hanging out with us. I'll put it that way. No. We would have been in trouble when you got home. So... During this time period, like I said, Kenny's telling me all these crazy stories about hanging out with his friends. Uh, why don't you tell the people from now that I'm older exactly what kind of friends you had and why this reminds you of joining the Russian mob? I mean, I will tell you what I can, but, uh, you know, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. I was running around with some uh, Bulgarian gangsters. Bulgarian gangsters? Like, yes. what makes you think these guys were gangsters? I don't think. I know. They were gangsters. What? What sort of, like, gangster-type shit did they do, though? Well, I mean, at the time, I didn't know, nor did I want to know. I didn't want to know any details about how they well, got... Well, um, what I'm saying is, like, what I made mean, you let believe? me finish, jackass. God. God. This, Tina. This is what I deal with all the time. <laughs> Can you tell a story? So, well, now I know for sure, because you know, half of them are in federal prison, and the other half are on, on the run from Interpol, so... On the run from Interpol, really? Yeah, I don't mind talking about this because it's in the newspaper, so I'm not sharing anything that's not publicly known. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'll go ahead and let you guys know that off the uh, microphone, behind the scenes, I was talking to Kenny being like, so all this shit's out in the public, right? Like, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. get killed for anything. I'm not going to release about. anybody's names at all. But, yeah. Uh, so well, they were basically running internet, uh, not internet, ATM scams. That's, ATM scams. They're making millions of dollars. I mean, they, I think it was like two and a half million dollars is what the newspaper said. So how did you get hooked up with these guys in the very first place? Like, what is it? How did you get attracted to hanging out with Bulgarian gangsters? Okay, one of the girls I worked with at the time, real pretty girl. That was my end. <laughs> uh, was, go, was going through a divorce, and so she started acting a little wild. And, well, seemed like a good place to, you know, pretty women hang out in packs. Right. So even though I had no interest in her because we worked together, we were like way too close. Don't shit where you eat sort of thing. And that and it was just, you know, she wasn't my favorite person at work, so I didn't want to get too close anyway. But, you know, she was all right. She was cool to hang out with. So we went out and uh, she met a guy who's a real cool guy. He's American. And his best friend was an American gangster who shall remain nameless. 
And he became really good friends with me because we just hit it off. Right. And he was doing business with the Bulgarians, and they found me, for whatever reason, to be hilarious. <laughs> Especially if they got me drunk. Okay. Or inebriated by other means. So, and there were lots of girls um, that would do anything. You were hanging out in strip clubs, if I remember correctly. Yes. And we weren't hanging out, like, just in the outside public part. Like, we were having parties in the manager's office and most people will know what that means in like the vip room no there's vip room and then there's the manager's office Uh, (laughs) that's there's no cameras back there okay that's where you do certain things where like you know you'd have to have a warrant to go back there (laughs) (laughs) the doors are locked you have to like work i'm not gonna give you guys too many details past that just use your imaginations okay go grand theft auto thoughts (laughs) so anyway Hanging out with them, that pretty much let me know that they had the access they had. Like, we could go to any of the major clubs in Atlanta. But just to clarify, like, you weren't roughing people up, like, in the No, clubs I wasn't doing any like gangster that. shit. Yeah. I was just reaping the reward of their gangster shit. I had no interest. Literally never once had the need to ask them what they did to get their money. Oh, I can understand being in that situation. I've hung out with people before where you're just like... I don't need to know what yeah, you do. My natural street smarts kicked in and went, don't ask any questions. I've definitely had more than, especially during the band days where like people would come around and they just have money and you're just like, I don't need to know what you do. Nope. I don't want to talk about what you do. I don't want to, I don't even want to discuss if your the, taxes. If the federal government shows up, all I want to say is I don't know nothing and it'll be legit. Cause I don't know. <laughs> I want to be the guy who they show up and say, can you tell me what so-and-so was doing with such and such? And I can be like, honestly, no, I, I have no idea. I know he's a cool guy. I just hung, hung out and drank, you know, some fucking scotch with him. It was awesome. Um, but that's why were you associated with him. He bought bottles of scotch in the club, <laughs> sir. Um, I'm in my early thirties and we were in a strip club drinking in the manager's office with a bottle of scotch, multiple bottles. And I didn't have to pay for them. We get bottle service everywhere this guy goes. The office will probably look at you and go, well, okay, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> That's the <You> truth. <laughs> Truth's easy to tell. Um, but yeah, there was uh So basically, you're living the life of these gangsters. You're hanging out with them. Yeah, it lasts for, for like seven, eight months. But they're paying for everything. They're driving you around and shit. I'm guessing you're driving in expensive cars. and Oh, yeah. You know, did you guys did you ever did did you ever see anybody get roughed up while you were with them? I saw a a rough conversation. I, I do remember one story where like uh, a guy, I, I, I was a little bit drunk and thought I was a little bit tougher than I was. I do remember. I think this was a story with an ex-girlfriend of yours that had a boyfriend that like, had <laughs> fucked with her <laughs> oh, that's something. totally, that's all, we'll get to that story. Okay. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. There's that story too. That's where I cashed in gangster friends. I, one of the reasons I, uh, they, they thought I was good people was one of the guys I knew they were meeting with some other Russian dudes who I don't know. We were at Opera, which is a big club in Atlanta. And uh, I remember that because we got to what there was a huge line that night. And there's just something. Here's why you hang out with these people. You see this line of people and they all look better than you. These are all pretty people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> these are club people. And you walk right past those motherfuckers with your tracksuit. And you're on. drunk at, with my tracksuit. Yes, I wore tracksuits during this time period. Fuck yes. And, uh, you walk right past these assholes in your little tracksuit while they're in like, you know, cocktail wear. And when then your drunk friend comes out. I'll tell you about Decho. Decho is good people. Decho's dad was special forces Bulgarian. And uh, so Decho is a little crazy, but yeah, Decho was young. He was only like 24. Uh, he's one of the guys who's in federal, unfortunately. They <laughs> caught him in Germany and they sent him back. They extradited his ass. Well, Interpol caught him on behalf of these warrants 
And then I, I just want to go ahead and say on record that like now being married and having a kid who's 18 years old preparing to go to college, I don't ever want to be associated with people who are being chased by Interpol ever. It was kind of fun actually. But no, yeah. I'm sure being single back then would have been fun. I got, I got shit to lose. Again, now. I, I knew nothing. So it didn't matter. I, I found out from the newspaper what they were doing. Okay. Um, but, uh, old Decha would come out and open the, he, he made a big deal of it cause he was young and hot shot guy. He's the right. tough guy. Decha was like six, five. He was a big, tough guy. He'd come out and he'd open the thing and he'd be like, ah, oh, Kid Baldwin, yes, <laughs> the machine. <laughs> so, and then all these people were like, damn. And you know me, I'm playing up the part like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Got my pimp walk on. So we're in there. In your tracksuit. And the main guy that, that was the, you know, I don't know their structure, but he was clearly the guy in charge and he was really cool too. His name was Tetsy. And Tetsy, is actually, they hadn't caught him yet. They probably won't catch him. Tetsy's smart. He's the midnight rider. He's also ex-military. Most of these guys are ex-military. Um, I just, I'm blown away that you actually like associated with a group of. <laughs> Dude, I've lived every kind of life you can. I've got a ex- bank robber story. I've got. I'm, let me finish. You got a vampire story. <laughs> vampire hunting stories. Yes, I'm like a Disney show. It's crazy. Um, no, no, not at all. <laughs> really dark Disney <laughs> show. Okay, maybe more like an A and E show. Naked and afraid. <laughs> So anyway, Tetsy is meeting with these other guys, and we're in VIP again with a bottle service. So we're in the little off coves with like six different bottles, ice service. Like the girls are coming, they pour your drinks out of your bottles. It's it's amazing when you're in this VIP level how they treat you. And they don't know that I'm just there. They think I'm a gangster too, especially when I show up in my little purple tracksuit with my chains on, looking like a fool. Right. <laughs> Clearly, this guy's either crazy or he's with the gangsters. So I notice, and I don't know what the fuck they're talking about because remember, these people are foreign. They're talking in you Bulgarian. Are, you are KB Paperstacks, yes. But the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> KB Paperstacks, oh. <laughs> so they're talking, and I can tell it's getting kind of tense. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and so the older guy who's Russian, and he's got like three girls with him. Like, seriously, no shit. This dude had three girlfriends. And they all knew their place. It was weird. Um, and they were all hot. They were ridiculously hot. Right. So they all leave. And they're parked behind the club, which is not even an area you're supposed to get to from as far as I know. And Tetsy's like kind of following him in a hurry and like kind of, it sounds like he's like kind of nervous trying to tell him everything's going to be cool. <laughs> And I'm like, he can't be going out there by himself. Oh, God. So you're going to be backup. For, for <laughs> oh, I didn't just go backup. I had been drinking free liquor for quite a while at this point. So me being me and not having any sense of danger or goddamn common sense, I decided not to just go out there, but to go out there and play the part of, like, American Bass. <laughs> So as they're like going back and forth, I just walk up right behind Tetsu with my arms off because these people are all little for whatever reason. <laughs> so I just do the stand behind him thing with my arms all folded and they stop talking. <laughs> Everything stops. And then my American friend shows up and he's built like Sting. He's like back in the 90s, not late. Right, right. Uh, WB was huge. I'll use his initials because that's what we called him anyway. WB is huge. Like he's a bodybuilder. Right. So he comes out there and then everything really stops because he is legit <laughs> and everybody knows who he's, he is. He's bona fide as opposed to you. He's the guy in the second story I'm going to tell. Yeah, he's bona fide as fuck. He's the middleman for everybody. So he comes out there and everything stops and like, you know, he gives me the thumbs up because I was brave, but 
you know, Tetsy's all like, idiot. <laughs> they could have killed you. You're going to kill the machine. <laughs> don't have to do shots with anymore. You're don't done. kill KB Paperstacks. You, you are very important. Like, he was legitimately concerned. That's when I knew I was good man, when he was legitimately concerned. So anyway, this goes on. And yes, this is when I had an ex, who we've talked about many times. I refer to her as Mouse, who lived with me off and on constantly. And at this point, she's staying in a house her grandmother owned. And it's kind of dilapidated. Yeah, it was like condemned or something. No, it shit. wasn't condemned. It was just not taken care of. It, it, all the plumbing worked and everything. There were places where the whole floor had fallen through. Those rooms were just kind of closed off. We'll just, we'll just close this off and worry about this later. That's <laughs> Don't fine. forget where you came from over there, okay? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not saying anything about it. We used to have to avoid floors in David's flo- <laughs> trailer all the time when we were role-playing. Oh, I definitely, definitely, definitely remember but fucking yeah, stepping it's over It's not shit. where I would want to live. I'll put it that way. Um, so she's over there, and she's like such in such a bad place with her alcoholism. She's starting to let like junkies stay there and you because know, they'll help give her money to buy beer. So these guys are there, and they're starting to get talk her into going and beg with them, and beg like going can, out to fucking yeah, street the, corners, the and publics shit. in front of the publics on South Cobb Drive. So this is not even like in downtown. This is like <laughs> down the road, Marietta. And this is this is the fucked up thing. I want to stop right here and just say that it's super fucked up to know now that I know not one but a few people. That I've known, like that went down this road, like partied with, like friends that were. These in were friends my of our of our friend Jay. These were associates of our friend Jay. That's that, the, I'm just saying, like, be these people were in my apartment, hanging out, like during the formative years when Kenny and I were developing the personalities that would would become the fucking hosts. Of now that I'm older, <laughs> these explains guys, a lot, don't it? <laughs> yeah, but like we grew up to have you know responsible jobs and like have futures and shit, and these people have gone on to die. It's not even a fucking joke. Like these are legitimately people that went down and they're like, oh yeah, I can you know drugs, alcohol, that's fine. I'll just fucking yeah, stick and, with that shit. And here's the thing: gangsters hate junkies. They're bad for business. Well, it's not just bad for business. They don't mind if you're a cokehead or a meth head. No, they don't mind bad. uppers on the inside of the operation. It's bad for business. Junkies are great for business if you're running other. Well, sorts yeah, of what business. I'm talking about is they just have no respect for people who are junkies. They don't care if you're a cokehead. That's accepted in that world. Junkies are not. So. <laughs> so I find out these guys have like started camping out at her house and being the responsible adult I am, I'm like in, you know, enraged mode that they're getting her, using her to beg because a girl's going to get more than two guys. Right. So they're going out basically and letting her do the work and standing behind her, having her beg. First of all, <laughs> there, there you go. That's, that's, that's the, that's the line. A girl that you legitimately loved. Was, was being was being recruited, manipulated into begging with other people for change, for people to give them change and dollars. Yes. And these people who beg on street corners, let's not get it twisted. There are definitely people out there who this is their last resort, and they have to go beg on street corners. And then there are the assholes who are trying who, to get a heroin fix. Yeah, who are just out there because they don't want to fucking get a job because they're so busy being strung out on heroin. And all they, they make do like fifteen hundred dollars. I've heard of people making fifteen hundred dollars a day on a oh, street these, corner. These guys weren't making nearly that. They were making enough to get a couple hits and buy her a six pack. It was pathetic. That was only like one story I heard. But that's in Marietta. Thing. These people are in cities and they do make a lot of money. But uh, <coughs> so so I was mad and I was going to go over there and make a ruckus. But uh, my friend W B, the gangster, the gangster got wind of it from a mutual friend of mine who was with me, Carrie, who uh, was a good friend. But she had known him too because she was my driver a lot. When I could not be, <laughs> behind and he the wheel. was way too inebriated to be like you know out with other people on the road. Right, she would come and she would keep, stay sober. So, 
So Carrie calls him and told on me. <laughs> and he calls me and goes, don't you leave your house until I get there. And, you know, somebody that much um, raw muscle tells you that. You kind of listen. It's like Scott Steiner tells you to do something. You're going to do it. <laughs> now, let, let me just interject again and say Kenny and I are only talking about once a month during this time. And it's not just because Kenny was hanging out with Bulgarian gangsters. It wasn't just that. Kenny and I had had kind of a little bit of a disagreement because the girl he was with. Shane hated her, which I WB hated her too. By the I way. didn't just hate her. I, I could tell from like 15 minutes in that she was going to shit on Kenny. And I knew that she was going to shit on Kenny. And I was like, don't shit on Kenny. And she kept on shitting on him. And every time I would come over, she would put on this happy, smiley face. And I'd be like, hey, what's going on? So Kenny and I really just kind of stopped talking to each other. Not because he didn't like me or anything like that, but he was still going to hang out with this girl. He was still going to chill with Miles no matter what happened, and that's just the way it was. And he also knew that I would definitely judge him if he told me he was <laughs> hanging out with Bulgarian gangsters all the time. And I'd be like, Kenny, you have a good job. You're going to get yourself fucked up with these people. What are it you doing? It never affected my job, surprisingly. Um, well, at any rate, so I found out that, and, that, and WB found out, and he decided he was going to come over there. And... uh I bought her some water and groceries and stuff because I didn't want to drink it out of the nasty water in that old house. So we were taking it over there, and I was going to take it in. She came out, and while she was talking to me, WB goes, I'll take it in. <laughs> and again, they hate junkies. Um, and he didn't like he didn't like Mouse at all. I mean, he was very anti. He was even stronger opinionated on that than you were. That's hard to believe anyway. She was a stronger opinion than me on anything. He's a Taurus, too. Ah, that makes sense. An Italian... <laughs> Taurus with a with, with a lot of muscle, uh, good guy though, really good guy. So, um, so I'm out there talking to her. He goes, "I'll take this water," and he grabs one of those big eighteen twenty four pack things of water. And apparently, he goes in there. And I go kind of behind him, and Man Randy Randing, she knew he he might kill these people. <laughs> and he goes in, he drops that water off his shoulder, like right on the coffee table, <laughs> and like then everybody notices he has his gun in his belt. Like it's a big ass silver revolver, uh, not revolver, semi-automatic pistol, nice. big ass chrome out one, and uh, only gangsters have chrome pistols. By only the way. God damn it, they don't care. <laughs> and they just give no fuck. And he was like, and he gave these guys like a talking to. I don't remember exactly what he said, but it wasn't nice. And it was along the lines of, you know, if I come back here, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and you're a bunch of junkies, and don't let me find out that you're here tomorrow. And having this girl beg. And if a needle touches her arm, because I was afraid, knowing her addictive personality, if they got her a needle, she'd die in a week. Yeah. So he was like, if a needle touches her arm, I'm holding you two responsible, yada, yada, yada. This is who I am. <laughs> so at any point while you're watching all this, did you have the thought in your mind of maybe we've gone too far? Oh, no, I was egging it on. I was behind it. We're giving them the. Give him the finger of going, yeah, you guys thought I was bullshitting about the Bulgarian gangsters, didn't you? So at no point did you think, perhaps. Oh, no, I was I was all about it. <laughs> because my thought, obviously, my first thought is, okay, so I go in here with this gangster, and this gangster threatens these people. And then he, you know, for some reason. He pulled reason, a gun on somebody later. I haven't got that far. That's what I'm saying. It's that's so the moment me and Carrie both were like, oh, God, oh, shit, <laughs> oh, God, it's getting real. <laughs> I mean, it just the thought in my head would be, okay, so this guy goes over and threatens these people, and I'm hanging it out with her still if I'm in your Actually, shoes. Actually, the gun had already happened. But it, what I'm thinking so is maybe like, my, maybe, maybe, he killed, maybe, maybe he kills somebody, though, maybe. and I was there, and then I get called in to testify. That's the shit I would worry about. <laughs> I wasn't in that frame of mind. The first time he did it was when the gun came out. 
And Mandy had pulled some other bullshit mouse, whatever. She can't sue it. She's dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he comes up with an alias. I stick with it. And he's like, fuck it. <laughs> sometimes I'll use it. Sometimes I won't. It's not an alias. That was her nickname. Um, she had had some guys come over to pick her up and I got into a tussle with one of them. And then WB knowing, hearing about that was none too happy. And, uh, so he wanted to ride out on these people, I'm guessing. Oh yeah. We went to go pick up Carrie. He was driving and me and Carrie were in the car and we saw them in an SUV, the two guys. Um, it was one guy's girlfriend. So and you got an, and we're saying this is 2010, 2012, 2012 ish. Okay. So you're about 35 years old. At this and these time. guys are like wannabe gangsters, like the Austell kind that we know. But what I'm saying is like you're a 35 year old. No, dude. I'm not 35. I was, uh, 34, I was, 35. So we're I was there in like 32. Not in 2012. Then it was, that was four years ago, dude. Then it was young. Then we were younger. I was 33 or so. Okay, so you're a 33 year old man getting into a tussle with these two wannabe gangsters. Yeah, they, can't, they were talking shit in my house. I had to throw them out. So why were they at your house in the first place? Because Mandy had invited them over and told me after the fact. She was oh, living there at the time. Okay, this is a whole different story that we're getting right. into. Right, this is right before. This, okay. had, this is why she was living in the dilapidated house. I threw because her out. Because she threw her ass out, yeah. For, for causing shit at my house. And uh, so WB felt like I'd have been disrespected. Again, Italian gangster. And again, <laughs> and again, Kenny's not consulting me during all this. Most times now, Kenny will call me and be like, hey, dude, I got this going on or I got that going on. Let's talk about it. <laughs> At this time, I'm never getting. I was tired calls. of getting lectured. So, <laughs> Kenny knew what I would say if he told Shane, me. Shane's mellowed himself because she's dead. He hated her when she was alive. Oh, he so hated much. me. So anyway, what the fuck was that? It's your phone. I thought it was your phone. <laughs> never mind that. Then nothing. <laughs> it's my fault. It never happened. Okay, so he, you you're hanging out. You see these two guys in a car. WBC. Yeah, and I know for sure it's them because this guy had a big ridiculous Saints uh, logo. Not just logo. It was like a Saints. The Florida lease. It was one of those things that cover your whole back windshield. Oh, and he had an escape. Things. Yeah, but it's one of the ones that you can see through, but yeah, the yeah. people looking forward can't. Right. So there's no way there were two of them. <laughs> it was like it was a full Saints graphic across the back of his little Escalade. Fuck the New Orleans Saints, just to throw that out there. Because that's where they were from, was from New Orleans, by the way. Okay. So I was like, oh, that's them. And he goes, oh, cool. And he reaches under his seat and pulls out a different gun I've never seen. Always had different guns. Chances are no serial number. He got, and then starts rolling down his window and goes, we're going to have a little talk. <laughs> and me and Carrie were like, what? And then he cocked the gun and Carrie screamed. <laughs> She's in the back seat. I'm in the front seat. And he cocked the gun. She literally screamed because it got that real. And I didn't blame her because I, I just couldn't scream. I was too busy going, oh, my God, he's going to kill him. You were <laughs> petrified and fucking fear I'm for I'm never going to tell this guy Somebody disrespected me ever. I called Melissa, our friend Melissa, that night and told her that having these friends was too much responsibility for me. And I think I need to change my life. And she was like, I don't know. They could be. <laughs> we'll talk about your come to Jesus call with Melissa in a second. But so, so, so yes, he pulls he, this gun and, and racks it. Okay. And, and, and then I go into emergency mode and go, that's not them. <laughs> that's somebody else. It was them. I saw that guy. He, that guy had terror in his eyes. So the, he, <laughs> he just waved the gun, the gun at the dude? He was driving with his left hand, reaching the gun across. Yeah, he was pointing at him, tell, trying to force the guy to pull over. And he's in this little car, like, trying to run this big-ass Escalade off the road. I'm telling you, Carrie started screaming. It was scary. This wasn't like, oh, I'm going to shoot. No, this nigga was about to go into management mode. I, wow, dude. I Okay, so 
so let's let's put a bow on that one because I feel like that's a whole other conversation that we can have about that entire <laughs> night. But so you've gone through all this stuff. He pulled a gun on this guy in traffic. You know, you guys almost well. The guy, a the, the whole reason homicide. he was mad is the guy when he got into a scuffle with me flashed his gun at me in right. my house. And I remember that. And you you told me you did tell me about that <coughs> the, next, the next day because you were all pissed off and you called me with all this bravado. And I remember going, <laughs> Kenny, maybe. You should not tell the gangster guys about this. <laughs> and you're like, you know, you're probably right. And then, of course, that night. <laughs> they were riding out. <laughs> yeah. You're riding out trying to take this guy out, you know, trying to catch a vehicular manslaughter charge for being in the car with this guy as he guns people down. I wasn't in no car. I don't know what you're talking about. Me and Carrie are watching Nintendo movies or something. I don't, I don't know what a Nintendo movie is, but that's what the fuck we were doing. <laughs> Nintendo has this new movie channel. And we Check my it. house. My prints are all over it. <laughs> Okay, so what caused you to stop? Was that the moment that you said, I, I, I think this is too much? That time, but then at Mandy's house, I was all about having him going in there because <laughs> I was okay. mad. So Depends on if I'm, if I'm currently mad or was mad. That's a big difference. So what happens to make you go, I can't do this anymore. I can't hang out with these guys. I can't be their friend. Oh, I was there up to the moment they got busted. <laughs> I never made the moral decision. There's no, there's no lesson to learn here, kids. I wrote it out. <laughs> so the lesson is, if you end up in a situation where you become friends with Russian, Mexican, just don't let them kill anybody on your behalf. You know, Bulgarian gangsters, just write it out. You know, just just write it out. You know, be the machine. Hopefully, you don't <laughs> die a terrible death. Hopefully, you, I didn't. No, you didn't. You you might have you know caused permanent damage to your liver. Um, I don't really drink that much or before or after, so my liver was probably fine. My uh, my heart probably does. Yeah, your heart <laughs> could probably your have heart, a serious your brain, conversation. I, there's just so my brain works fine. Yeah, it's pretty well, sharp. That's subjective. Yeah, well, whatever. That's why we forgot to start any recording. <laughs> <laughs> Board always works. I want you to know it's over. Well. Bye. That's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. All right, guys. That's I don't even it. do this podcast anymore. This is, like, so embarrassing. That's going to be it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thanks. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it.